And today we have a super huge treat. I told my husband I just want to shout it from the mountaintops, like how excited I am for today. Uh, we have five amazing women that are going to come up and share for five minutes each. We're going to get them on the time clock, five minutes. And uh, I wish they could speak longer. Honestly, these women, they have influenced my life and inspired me so much to just live and press harder into God. And um, they're beautiful women. They're very involved in the church here, and they lead well and strong. And so we're very excited today. And um, what I asked them to do is, you know, the Bible in the book of Genesis says in Genesis 1:27 that God created man and woman in his own image. And so as I began to think about mothers, I thought, you know, a lot of mothers carry the same attributes and character that ultimately they receive from God. It's a reflection of God's character. And so I've asked each of them to come and share on one attribute of God that we also see in mothers. And so why don't you put your hands together? We're going to welcome up our first speaker, Teresa Hill. Well, good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just jump right in because I only have five minutes, and for those of you who know me, that's not very long. <laughs> so I'm going to be sharing with you this morning from uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 4, and in the Bible it says, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Let's pray. God, we just welcome your presence this morning. Um, we invite you into this room, God. We open our hearts to receive this word that you've given us, God, on comfort. In your name we pray, amen. So I was a swimmer in high school. Uh, I was one of those people that was born to swim. I loved the sport. I loved everything about it. Do I have any fellow swimmers in here? Maybe one. Yes, <laughs> two. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, I just love the sport. And uh, one of my favorite things about swimming was that there was just this sense of camaraderie with my team. We had uh, a lot of people on the team that just loved to swim. And our coach, most importantly, was amazing. He was a 24-year-old man. He was a swimmer himself, and he loved everything about teaching us, encouraging us, pushing us to do better. And I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, it was May 10, 2001, and it was one week before we were headed to state championships for our, for our swimming team. We were, we were going to make it. We were going to take home the gold. And so we, I was in class. And some of the teachers and staff came and pulled me out of class, and I went to the conference room, and I was like, oh, great, the rest of my team is here. This is great. We're going to be encouraged and just praised going into this state championships next week. And actually, I found out something different. Um, my coach had passed away in a car accident the night before, and it was shocking to hear that. And, and as I left school that day, after the shock had set in and, and the sorrow was on my heart, I remember thinking... I wish my mom was here. You see, it was three days before Mother's Day, and she was out of town visiting her mother. And so she wasn't there when I wanted her the most. I really wanted her to be there to comfort me, to tell me that everything was going to be okay, and my mom wasn't there. Um, so I want to go back to that verse now that, that I started off with, saying that those who mourn shall be comforted. And I want to just encourage you today. Um, the Bible says that those who mourn shall be comforted, and and I know a lot of times that we don't really feel that way. We're in mourning, we're in sorrow, and we're like, man, this is hard. This isn't fun at all. But the Bible says something different, actually. It says that, that when we're in mourning, that 
that's the only time that we can access the comfort that only God can provide to us. So when society says, man, this hurts, the Bible says, God is with you. And so I want to share a couple things that I take comfort in knowing um, when, I'm, when I'm in mourning, when I'm in sorrow, when I'm feeling kind of sad. So the first thing I take comfort in knowing is that there's a hope for our future, that because our God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, that he is with us. The second thing I take comfort in knowing is that God sees every single person in this room. He sees you and he sees me as perfect and lacking in nothing. And the third thing that I take comfort in is that Jesus Christ, he lived a perfect life. He went to the cross and died for our sins, and he rose three days later. <laughs> can I get an amen for these things that we can find comfort in? And so when I look back on this time in my life, um, I really wish my mom would have been there. And I know, I know that she wishes she could have been there for me. And as a mother now myself, I feel the same way for my kids, that they're still young, but whenever they stumble, whenever they fall or stub their toe or whatever it looks like, that I wish that they'd come to me and that they'd seek comfort from me. And um, I just want to share that that's the same way that God feels about you, that whenever you're, you're hurting, whenever you're in mourning, maybe, maybe you didn't get the job that you wanted or you lost a job that you had, or maybe you've lost a person just like I did or there's a broken relationship, or maybe for some of our youth out there, you didn't do as well on a test as you would have liked, or you got a medical diagnosis that you weren't expecting, that whatever the mourning, the sorrow that you're feeling be, that God is with us and that he's for us. And just as the Bible says in Matthew, Matthew 5, that those who are in mourning shall be comforted. So let's go ahead and pray this morning. God, we just thank you for being the ultimate comforter, God. We thank you for giving us the same ability that you have as moms, God, to comfort other people and want to comfort other people. And then lastly, Lord, we thank you this morning for mourning, that even though it hurts, God, that we know that you're with us in the times of sorrow, and we know that you're for us no matter what we're going through. In your name we pray, amen. All right. <laughs> so next, I would like to welcome up Miss Jen Naku, soon to be Mrs. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> oh, it's right here. Can you see it? <laughs> yes, my name's Jen. I am not a wife yet. I do not have kids, but I am a fiance. <laughs> my fiance, you might see him walking around. He is the tall, skinny Filipino guy, kind of resembles a telephone pole. Um, he knows that I say that about him. <laughs> but anyway, I'm excited that I get to share around grace this morning. Um, it's such a privilege to be up here and, and be in front of you and share. So let's just get into it. Ephesians 1, 6 says, So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us for who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. We praise him for the glorious grace. I want to tell you about what happened on August 28th, 2013. It was a very significant day for myself and for my family. It was a normal day, really. Um, 
I was living on the east coast with my brother and some of our family, and my parents were living here in California, but it was the day that we all forgot my mom's birthday. We all forgot my mom's birthday, and you might have done this as well, so you can relate. You might have done this too. It was a little bit of a slip up, but we were all having dinner, my brother and, and my family, and um, one of our favorite spots, normal day, and all of a sudden, my brother and I, we look up at each other wide-eyed and ask, did you call mom? To which we replied, of course, no, we didn't. So everyone is at the table frantic. There's a bunch of us at the table. We're frantically trying to call my mom at the same time. And of course, no answer. So we try and try on our way home. And finally, she answers. And she's, of course, can you guess, upset. And she's hurt. And she has all the feelings. And um, in the end, you will be happy to know that my mom has forgiven us. Um, and we never forgot her birthday again. I honestly still get a little bit of an anxiety in August because I'm afraid that I'm going to forget her birthday again. Um, but you know, that day my mom met us with grace, just as she always does. And this story, this memory reminded me so much about God and how every time in life when we mess up or when something goes wrong, God just meets us with grace. It says in the Bible that there's a pouring out. There's an abundance, there's an overflow of grace. And this morning I want you to know that God meets you with grace every time. And I was doing some research about grace and this text is written in the Greek um, and it means divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. So when we come in contact with God's grace, we can't help but be changed is what I'm, is what I'm reading. Um, we can't help but be changed and so Grace is received, and then grace influences our hearts. And then from there, because there's such a shift in your heart, there's an outpouring, then grace is extended. It's reflected in your life. It's extended to other people. So I just want to get a little practical this morning because we're a practical church. We believe that the Bible is applicable today, that it's for your Monday through Saturday, and then you get filled up again on Sunday when you come back. Is that, is that good? Is that okay? All right. So what does that look like practically in our lives? Um, so meeting other people with grace. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe there's not enough corners in the world to put them in. But, you know, whenever, if your kid doesn't do something that you, don't, you want them to do or anything, you just meet them with grace. You say, you encourage them. You, you tell them who they can be, who you, know you, who, know they, who you know they want to be. You encourage them in grace. Maybe that stranger that took your parking spot instead of giving them a thumbs up, you give them a smile. <laughs> Maybe it's your coworker who has a little bit of an attitude, you might not get along with them well, but you give them a kind word. Basically, grace looks like God influencing your heart and then changing your reaction. And so this morning, I just wanna encourage you that when you receive grace, it influences your heart and then from there, you're able to extend it and reflect it in your life to other people. Sound good? Amen? Well, we are not done just yet. I want to welcome up Miss Mercy Largusa. Why don't you help me in welcoming her up? Good morning, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. 
Like Ben said, I'm Mercy, and today I get to share one of God's most important attributes, wisdom. Um, in the book of Proverbs, it says, um, let's see. Oh, actually, let's do a little overview about Proverbs. Proverbs, it, all, it talks about wisdom. It actually, it, it's all about wisdom. And um, it, it even says that wisdom is one of the most important things, one of the most valuable things that anyone can have. Um, it also says that to go and get wisdom. When you're told to get it, that means it's available to us. Um, today I want to highlight a very specific verse in Proverbs. You can find it in chapter 14, verse 1. It says, a wise woman builds her house, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. Again, it says, a wise woman builds her house, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. I remember reading this verse about four years ago when Austin and I first got married, and we actually found out that we were pregnant. Um, I, was, I was terrified. I mean, I just got married. I was still learning how to, to be a wife, learning that role of a wife, and, and now i got to learn a role of being a mom now. It's like I can't catch a break. I mean, I love it. I love it. I love being a mom. I love being a wife. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, all you parents out there, I'm sure you know that there's no, there's no amount of blogs or, or books that can fully prepare you of, of what's to come in nine months, right? Fully, fully prepare you for a baby. But um, I actually, I was so scared that I couldn't find anything in these blogs or, or um, these books about what a perfect mom would look like or what she would do, what her characteristics look like. Um, and in the Bible, I found some pretty not-so-perfect moms. Um, for example, Moses' mom, um, she sent her newborn down to do like a whitewater river rafting experience. Um, there's also Rebecca. She, she, tw she tricked her, her son, um, or no, she helped her son trick his twin brother out of his own birthright. Probably not so perfect. And then you have Leah and Rachel. These two women, they're kind of like housewives, uh, the real housewives of, of Jerusalem. They were having a pregnancy war to see who can bear more sons. So I think we can come to the conclusion that these moms lacked a little bit of wisdom. Um, some are tearing their homes apart with their actions and, and even their words. Um, so maybe, may, so you're probably asking yourself, how does this apply to me? Um, maybe you're asking yourself, um, uh, were, were you in a, you were, oh, sorry, when you're in a position where you didn't know what to do, um, like how did you respond? For me, um, it's like, I don't know, I don't know how to be a mom. How am I, how, how am I supposed to do this? Or, or did it sound like, I, I, I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. Um, or are we building ourselves up? Are we saying like, hey, I got this. I can do it. I'm a great mom. I'm a great wife. I'm a great friend, a coworker. Um, spouses. <laughs> spouses. Are we, are we tearing our houses down with, with accusations of complaining and finger pointing? Um, or are we... Are we, or are we a wife or husband um, proactively building our household up? Um, for me, I want to I build into my husband. I, wanna, I want to focus on the things what I can do to help our relationship rather than, rather than wishing the things that I wish he would do. Parents, how are we building into our children? Um, are we constantly nagging at them? Are we, are we overbearing? Are we controlling? Or 
Or are we, are we reaffirming, reaffirming them? Jen was talking about that earlier. Um, we always tell Micah that he's, he's a champion, even though he's, he does bad boy things. Um, we have a little three-nager. He's three. And, and, but we always tell him, hey, Micah, you're our good boy. You're, you're a good boy. Students, um, are, you, are, you, are you gossiping? Um, I, was, I mean, I went through high school. I'm not that old. Um, I went through high school, and, and are we gossiping? Are we, are we tearing each other down with our words, or are we building each other up um, with encouragement? Um, are you, I mean, tell your friend, like, hey, you know what? I cherish our friendship. I, hey, I like your shoes. Or, um, but <laughs> what's great about, about having wisdom is that you can apply it in a way where um, you can apply it into your life, in your household, and benefits always come with it. Jesus promised that, that with wisdom, happiness comes, promotions come, um, safety comes, riches come. Like I said, um, in Proverbs it says wisdom is more precious than rubies. Um, also, one of the, what I found was that God's wisdom is, is always available to us. Um, it's, a, it's accessible, and, and it's, there's an unlimited supply of it. 